How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoley. Shoots, he scores! Some swagger. Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding the line. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Okie dokie. So the Kings continue to do some pretty good things, things we can be excited about. Um, most recently, they just won five to nothing against the Edmonton Oilers in Edmonton, and that was great for Kings fans because it's never fun to lose to the Oilers. But um, really unfortunate for them because the game-winning goal went to Andy Andrea. So I don't know how they let that happen, but okay. It was okay. It was one of those things where uh, it was a lot of nothing for the first couple of periods. So I was like, okay, this is just going to be like one of those games. I might hate this because it could go either way, you know? Um, yeah. And then <laughs> to have Andy Andrioff um, open it, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like our Andy Andrioff does nothing narrative. It's comforting. <laughs> uh, it's something sort of mean, but nice for me. And I was like, man, if you're going to be doing stuff like opening the scoring against Edmonton, I can't, I guess... I guess it can't all be bad. And then they scored, uh, you know, four more goals, because why not? Yeah. Um, I think it's only Andy Andrioff's second goal of the season, so it's not like he's, you know, running away with things <laughs> no. here. But but it was good for him. Like, obviously, that ended up being the only goal that the Kings needed, though nobody knew that, obviously, when he scored it. But still, like, cool moment for him. Um, yeah, like you said, then they added a bunch of goals because Why not? in the third period they had the five-minute major because um, Pat Maroon hit Drew Doughty in the head. Yep, and ended up getting suspended for two games. Yes, got a match penalty or a game misconduct, basically. Um, had the hearing, two games out for him. Not the greatest move by that guy, but the Kings benefited in that you know, then they scored three goals on the power play, which is insane. I saw, I think it was the Jules from the Crown Twitter account that noted the Kings had three power play goals like in all of December and three power play goals in January so far, um, all from one game. So that is amazing. And I love that since Andy Andreoff opened up the scoring, um, the second goal was what looked like a Gabrick goal, but ended up being credited to uh, Trevor Lewis for like the tip. I was like, yeah, that ah, sounds yes. sounds about right for this game, honestly. <laughs> True. Oh, Trevor Lewis. He's got, you know, you want him to get into 20 and maybe bonus 22. That's true. If he can do He's it. at nine. He is. He needs. I was so going to say so close. But yeah, no, not close at all. But <laughs> this is baby steps. But he's pretty close to matching his career high, right? Which was 11? 11 or 12? 11 or 12? I think it's 12. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's not far from that, at least. Yeah, bright side. Even if he doesn't reach the 20, he could still have another career year in goal scoring, which is nuts on so many levels, <laughs> but really cool for Trevor Lewis. Uh, and it's nice, but, like, other people are kind of having better seasons, you know? His is going to mm-hmm. be a little bit uh, brushed away. But I will say that when he did score that goal, um, Jim Fox was talking about on the broadcast, this was before uh, it was credited to him, really, but he talked about how Trevor Lewis 
was acting as a screen um, in front of Talbot for the goal, and he called Trevor Lewis the Swiss Army knife for the Kings. And I don't know, I just found that, like, extremely charming. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unsung hero, Swiss Army knife, he's just, like, a real asset to the team, and that makes my heart sing. He does it all, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor Lewis. Exactly. Keep it up. Um, someone else who had a really good game is Dustin Brown, who keeps, you know, having his amazing comeback season. Um, he has 15 goals now. He scored two in the game against the Oilers. An interesting note that I saw on Twitter as well was, as of that game, I don't know if it's changed tonight because I haven't paid any attention any attention to games that were played today, which is Wednesday. Um, but anyway, as of that game, he had more goals than McDavid, Connor McDavid, Evgeny Malkin, and Sidney Crosby. Um, and then I checked at the time, too, and it was like, for I think most of them, I think he's played the same number of games as Connor McDavid so far, but I think one fewer than uh, the Penguins, than Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby. So that is crazy. Good job to Dustin Brown so far. Um, and kind of weird that those people are not producing more thus far this season. But what it also means, though, is that Toffoli and Kopitar, who both have 17 goals so far this season, they have more than those people too. So amazing things all around from several Kings players. I'm really excited and enjoying it. Um, yeah, especially that uh, one of those Dustin Brown goals where Kopitar literally just barreled through three Oilers, including Connor yeah. McDavid, to get a pass to Dustin Brown, who then buried it, was... Like, the stuff of dreams, especially after all of the talk that McDavid always gets. Like, I get it. You know, there's a lot of hype. He's a young player. We have to listen to everyone talk about him all the time. Fine. But to watch Kopitar just, like, essentially put his hand on Connor McDavid's forehead and be like, no, you know, <laughs> um, and still make the pass was just pretty great for me. Yeah, I think I basically get so giddy anytime. Andre Kopitar reminds any other good player that he is actually super great. And I don't think other players forget it, but I think around the league, too, even when people will give a nod to Kopitar, he's not someone that comes up super regularly when people talk about great players, um, unless you're someone who watches the Kings regularly, obviously, like he's we talk about him. Um, and probably other teams in the Pacific are more aware of him. But yeah, it's still extremely exciting. I think it was, it was McDavid, uh, Nugent Hopkins, and then Number 88, but I don't know who wears that number. Davidson, maybe? I don't know. I think they have an 88 and a 98, and I always get them confused. But anyway, so, the, yeah, there were three players, and it did look for a second that, like, McDavid, who was a little bit ahead of him at first, could beat him. But Andre Kopitar is so strong, and I think he is not known as a super fast skater, but, like, has some power behind his strides. And so he was like, all right, it's actually still my puck, and now it's passed. And, oh, look, we scored. <laughs> I loved it. It was great. And it and it drew three. But then also, like, to think that, I mean, they obviously think of him as enough of a threat that it's like, don't just send one. Don't just send two. Let's send three yeah, guys yeah. to go after him. Oh, as many as people many as, people as yeah. you possibly can. Um, and then it also left Dustin Brown free. So all in all, it was a great play. Yeah, it was awesome. I replayed that several times because it was just... So, so delightful so to good. watch. So good. Um, winning 5 nothing, of course, means that the goaltender, who was Jonathan Quick this time, earned a shutout. And it is his 47th career shutout, um, which means obviously only three more. So the thing about Jonathan Quick is that it's not outside the realm of possibility that he could reach 50 shutouts 
this season, which I think is pretty awesome and also kind of nuts, <laughs> but great. I mean, he might as well with everyone else having just like great comeback seasons in, I mean, yeah. with Dustin Brown and Andre Kopitar, obviously. Um, so for him mm-hmm. to come back and just like be healthy and to do really well and hit that milestone would just be like icing on top of the great season the Kings are having so far. Yeah, just like complete the the triumvirate basically, yeah. like of the three, what you think is sort of like the three core guys who've been with the Kings um, almost since the beginning. We came a little later, but but yeah, almost since basically forever. Um, and all for all of them to have like amazing seasons at the same time would be really dope. Quick, right now his save percentage is nine twenty nine, which is what it was during his career year thus far, um, which obviously was 2011-2012. He had the same save percentage. That season, he had 10 shutouts, which is his highest um, in a single season, which in retrospect is insane. Yeah, in (laughs) retrospect, that was like superhuman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, people talk about all all the time during the cup run about like how dominant he was. But like, that's one stat that's kind of just like, holy shit, like, you right. Don't just get <laughs> yeah. 10 in a season like willy-nilly. Yeah. So, um and by comparison, I think after the 10, the next highest was I believe 6. I don't think there was any like 7 or 8. So, he's had 6 shutouts in one season three times and then I think there was one that was 5 and then a couple of fours in there. Um yeah, so I mean, he only played 17 games last season, so it's definitely like him getting back to his regular routine. And so far, he's putting up great numbers. And I hope he does reach 50 before the end of the season. Daryl Sutter did this interview with Pierre Lebrun um, for The Athletic and had some really nice things to say about Jonathan Quick. So obviously, he's just, you know, tooling around on his farm, you know, feeding (laughs) his animals and playing with his grandkids, according to him. Uh, But when he was talking about how good the king season was, uh, he said, in quote, the key there for sure is Jonathan Quick. It's not even close. You look at their goaltending, it's like 100% improvement. And they haven't had a good backup goalie since Martin Jones was there. The goalie this year already has a better record than any other backup goalie they've had since. But Jonathan is the key. You can coach however you want, but the key, no question, is the goaltending. He's an ace and he's healthy. Um, so that's just kind of like really nice to hear. One crazy shade at all of the backup goalies that the Kings have had since. (laughs) Like, Martin Jones, Martin Jones, go ahead and uh, pat yourself on the back. Everyone else, Daryl Sutter thinks you're trash. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Who came after, though? Now I'm like, who was in between there that that only played a backup role? Because, like, you think of Budai, but, like, he was basically the starter for for a while. Um, Who else just played straight backup who, who was after Martin Jones? Clearly they don't matter. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that was just like such a funny th- I was like, oh, yay, lovely things to say about Jonathan Quick. It's true. He's doing well. And his goaltending has really been like an excellent backbone to the Kings play. Because, I mean, we have talked about Jonathan Quick, but we've also been talking about the great season, like scoring seasons that everyone has had. But he's been not so silently, you know, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so it's it's nice to hear that he's still, you know, getting the pack, pat on the back from um, people, including Daryl Sutter. But, man, what a backhanded compliment. <laughs> or not a bit, just like a straight punch, actually, to everyone else right, to everyone who else. <laughs> was there. Ben Bishop? Jeff Zatkoff? 
Oh, Zakoff, I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, he was not good. (laughs) Fair enough, Daryl Sutter. Jeff Zakoff, not great. Jeez, rough. (laughs) But you don't have to rub his face in it. He was doing his best. Yeah, you don't have to be that mean. (laughs) So, but, but, I mean, he's also, you know, pretty right. Like, their numbers are amazing. And we've even talked about it a little bit, like, that the – the Kings are getting, are scoring more, or and not even like astronomically more, but a little more. Um, in total, it's not a ton more, at least not the rate. But the big thing is they are, the crazy thing that, which we have talked about is they are allowing more shots, and yet they still have the fewest goals against per game in the league right now, which I think is like two point two nine or something like that. And part of that you could say is attributed to the defense, but probably not this season where they're bleeding more shots. Um, that is all on the goaltending. Yeah. So as important as those goals are, them not letting <laughs> in those goals goes to um, Jonathan Quick and Darcy Kemper. So it's they're super important. And I think if the Kings do make a run of it, I think even John Stevens talked about this a little bit. He was like, you know, nobody's running away with the West this season. Um, and that is to the Kings' advantage. Because in the past, in recent years, like the Western Conference has always been so much more stacked than the East. But this season, even though there are some really good teams, like nobody is like the Tampa Bay Lightning who just continue to be ahead of everyone. Yeah. So if Jonathan Quick and Darcy Kemper continue to play well and the Kings keep scoring enough, like they could contend. <laughs> it's not a guarantee that they'll go deep or anything, but they have a real shot. And so um, thanks to the goaltenders <laughs> for giving them that chance. Yeah, seriously, that's been uh, – he's been – great for the kings um but not in such like a crazy flashy way that i have noticed it as much which is crazy i don't know he's just been Mm -hmm. quietly solid um and just like let the focus be on everyone having like amazing scoring seasons i think it's probably because they have been able to score more at least as much as they need to for the most part um that it it hasn't felt like 2011 2012 where it was like the kings were scoring not at all so they absolutely needed jonathan quick to be outstanding every single night um this season he can just be really good (laughs) and but we also trust the rest of the team to at least put up some points so it's like a nice for a viewer it's a nice balance oh, is, is this what it's supposed to be like the balance of it all like sometimes the goalie is good sometimes they're not sometimes the scoring is good sometimes it's not when usually we just have like complete uh just like not disconnect but just people falling it's apart like one or the other yeah just one or <laughs> yeah. the other like either like it's, it's Jonathan Quick is like a sieve and just like lets everything through or no one can do like get the puck on their stick for the life of them or whatever. Yeah, I think, yeah, the one area where it stands out that they still have some trouble is the power play. But for the most part, like, I think they always have a shot still. And now we are very close to halfway through the season. We're at 40 games, I think, the Kings have played. So, yeah, right there to be halfway. And yet I'm still like, you know what? They could do this. They can do <laughs> They, they totally can do this. And I'm very excited about it. They're... Um, they're doing fantastic. Second in the Western uh, Conference. Mm-hmm. Still mad about Vegas. Yeah, why? They're three points ahead of the Kings right now, and they still have two games in hand. And I need them to start effing losing. <laughs> why are they doing this to me? I'm like very happy, but for them. But like, also, we've said this. But stop! Like, I am done. <laughs> yeah. 
quit doing like, it. Like, I keep being happy because, uh, who was it? Carlson had a hat trick for um, for Vegas, like, the other night. And it's the first hat trick ever in the history of the franchise. How lovely. How wonderful. Stop doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Quit you had your time, or couldn't you have just way. like lost that game? Like, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get the hat trick, but also lose. That's come on, Vegas. Um, I one thing I am still super excited with Vegas about is like they continue to have a lot of fan engagement. Like their practices yeah. always seem to be full of viewers. Their games full of energy from the fans and stuff. People are excited about being able to go to see um, games in Vegas, and that's. That's really exciting, like especially from how much doubt that they got being in a city like Vegas. But it was like, come on. I always thought people should have expected a little bit more because people go to Las Vegas to see entertainment. Why wouldn't you go to a sports game if you happen to like sports? Um, but even still, with me being a little more optimistic, I'm impressed by how insane their building seems all the time. Oh, me too. I am so delighted by uh, all of the crowd shots. Because yeah. there are so many people in just, like, jerseys and hats and standing up and cheering and just, like, being really excited. Or you can see them, like, wildly gesturing to the people that they're sitting with, like, oh, hey, it's, like, he did this, he did that. Or, like, explaining the game, or, like, whatever it is. And it just looks like such a good time. Um, mm-hmm. And a, a pretty ideal start to, like, getting expansion teams. Like, this is pretty ideal, yeah. right? You know? Um, and expanding the sport. So I'm still at odds. I'm very pleased with Vegas and how they're doing. Um, unfortunate that they are in the Pacific Division. I think, too, with them, it's kind of a one feeds the other, probably. Like, the fact that they're winning keeps people coming. Yeah. And But also the fact that people are coming and have that energy probably motivates those players even more. Right. Like, it's got to be super exciting to play and have people, you know, cheering at your back like that the whole time. So... Um, it creates a really awesome dynamic, I think, for the casual viewer. I just wish some of those points did not <laughs> affect the standings of my favorite hockey. Yeah, team. I will. We will continue to waffle back and forth about that um, ad nauseum <laughs> until something changes. <laughs> a little bit of a bright spot. We finally maybe got our first taste of Jeff Carter news during the game against the Oilers. Alex Faust mentioned that. I guess it was indicated that Jeff Carter could be back in late February. I didn't really see that anywhere else. Did you? I did Have not. You seen that? I, about I saw that note, but I did not see it anywhere else. And I was trying to like yeah. verify something else because I was like, anything. I'll take anything. That sounds great. Yeah. So, I, I mean, not that I don't trust Alex Faust, but a solid maybe because it hasn't actually been reported very much yet. But at least um, from whatever he was privy to or some meeting or something. It seems like, and this is a, probably a generous estimate still, and this is the first time they've ever put a timeline on it, but it seems like they're hoping to get Jeff Carter back by the end of February um, or probably not too long after that, depending on how it goes once he actually gets back on the ice, which is exciting because the Kings absolutely need him. Um, the issue, I guess, is that is probably extremely close to the trade deadline then, right? Yeah. So the Kings will still have a little bit of a question. And so I guess it will just depend on their play the next several weeks if they are like, all right, let's chance it and not get another player or whatever. Um, I mean, they might still want a player anyway to just add some more depth, but I think it's it's going to cut it a little close for them to figure out exactly what kind of move that they want to make, whether it's depth or if they feel like they need another top six guy or something like that. So 
Um, something to look forward to is the imminent return of Jeffrey Carter. Yay! Finally, some news. I've I've missed him. I've missed him quite a bit. Me too. He was in like a random picture when they celebrated. I think it was Dustin Brown's thousand games at Staples Center the other night. So he was like, they had like a team thing at Staples and they took a picture on the patio with all the players and he was in it. And I was like, he's alive. <laughs> there he is. Oh, that's so Jeff sweet. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So he's around. He is clearly walking and stuff, it seems. So hopefully that means he will be on the ice not too long from now um, and eventually skating in front of the fans again because they miss him. I miss him. You miss him. We all do. We need him. I'm sure his teammates miss him, too. That 70s line. Just get the band back together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is was exciting because I feel like we've just been starving for any sort of update on Jeff Carter. And again, who knows if that's for sure because I haven't seen it anywhere else, but it was mentioned during the broadcast very casually. Uh, so... Hopefully that sticks. And also, like, I keep remembering the whole thing with Kyle Clifford, too. Like, I felt like it went very quickly from, oh, he's, you know, skating at practice to, and he's playing a game. So they've been fairly, like, <laughs> yeah. tight-lipped with the whole, uh, uh, like, timeline and, like, the progress <laughs> yeah. So maybe they just, like, floated it out there. If you listened, you know it. <laughs> if you didn't, you don't. And then, like, two weeks later, he'll be, like, on the ice in a game. We'll just see. Oh, Jeff Carter's in the lineup tonight, guys. He's back. Sorry we didn't tell you, but he's back. Instead of, uh, like... That might be how it happens. Instead of, like, the goalie tweet-off that was happening, like, a while ago, um, it'll just be, like, is Jeff Carter back tweet-off? Yeah. Just, like, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, by the way, this is happening. You're like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. Speaking of that 70s line, really quickly, um, so among... The most recent uh, L.A. Kings insider things, they talked about, like, New Year's and stuff. And there was just, like, this little cute tidbit about um, Tyler Toffoli was like, he doesn't have any resolutions. He never makes them, which, you know, makes sense. It sounds like something he would never do. Um, (laughs) But he was then asked, like, if there were any of his teammates who he was really hoping for, expecting big things out of. And he said that his pick is Tanner Pearson. He said, quote, He's due. He's playing well. I was just saying, once one goes in for him, they're all going to start going in, and I'm excited to see that happen. So Tyler DeFoley is really rooting for Tanner Pearson to start getting his goals, um, and I feel like that will just be amplified if when Jeff Carter comes back, hopefully it's sooner rather than later, uh, and then they are all back together doing big things. How exciting for all of us. Let's just you know add a little bit more oomph to the success the Kings have been having generally. We need it back. And Tyler Toffoli is hoping for good things as well. That's super lovely to have your teammates cheat. I like, obviously, they all are rooting for each other and want everyone to do well because that also is good for the team. And, you know, they like each other, so they want nice things. But I just love that that was his answer to the thing about resolutions. Um, yeah. It was just like, <laughs> no, I just want nice things for Tanner Pearson this year. <laughs> like, that was yeah. it. That's so charming and wonderful. <laughs> Tyler Tyler doesn't want to change anything about his own life. He's just like, if we could get Tanner Pearson some more goals, that would be great. I'll consider um, 2018 so, a win if that if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Hoping for Tanner Pearson to get those goals as well, Tyler. I understand. Another thing, speaking of the Kings winning and stuff and us cheering, there was this tidbit in 30 Thoughts um, Elliot Friedman posted. He talked a little bit about uh, Drew Doughty too, but whatever. Under that, there was another thing about 
basically the philosophy this season and the attitude in all of the guys. And he was asked, John Stevens was asked, did he kind of buy into that theory that the Kings had just been tired for the last couple of seasons after the sort of grueling years that they had had from, you know, 2012 to after they won the cup in 2014. And he kind of said yes a little bit, but um, he actually has another theory, uh, which has now been kind of absorbed and then made into a slogan for this year, which is just, quote, enjoy the grind. And he says, we used to do that. Now we have to enjoy it again. And like the Kings have already talked about various players, like how they're having a little bit more more fun this season. But I thought it was interesting that it was part natural, but also prescribed kind of from the coaching staff. So uh, an example that was given in 31 Thoughts was that um, during the exhibition games, when they were in China in particular, Stevens was watching the video and would notice, probably on the ice too, but especially when he was reviewing it, noticed that guys would score goals and not celebrate them or get excited about them. They were too serious. So he showed that to the team, sat them down, showed it to them, and then said, quote, what is this? The last time I checked, when someone scores, you put your arms in the air. There are people who believe if you have fun, you're not working. Or if you're working, you can't have fun. I believe you can do both. You are humans not machines. So John Stevens wants you to have fun. I love you that, have to have fun. that John Stevens, maybe a machine, said that to <laughs> right. other people. Because sometimes I think he's a robot. But that's also uh, fantastic. I, was like, I just like that he's like telling them, You're, you guys are celebrating wrong. You're scoring wrong. You need to enjoy this. Put your <laughs> yeah. hands up in the air. That's how you celebrate. <laughs> So uh, now it makes me want to like pay even closer attention to some of the celebrations. Like some of them have been super excited, and I wonder if it's just because like they know John Stevens is watching. Like, enjoy your moment, dude. <laughs> have fun with it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe they won't get berated for like showboating because uh, the NHL is like that a lot. You know, have fun, but not too much fun. It's all about the team, right. not so much about yourself. But they have like a tacit approval from their head coach to go out there and have fun and enjoy it and celebrate and be proud of what you did. And that's fantastic. That's great. Although I will say that the enjoy the grind thing seems like some corporate slogan that someone thought up um, (laughs) to tell workers that they're like working too hard to just like be happy with what they're doing. Right. right. Like you're working your nose to the grindstone, but like love it, please. Um, I think this is definitely much more fun, but it's just kind of a funny slogan to me. Yeah, that's like a weird way to put it. But 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 I get what they mean, too. I mean, I even think still back to 2014 and them doing the reverse sweep against the Sharks. And like, obviously, we were all really excited. But the team, the, you know, didn't really celebrate it as much as they could have. And that was an insane thing to do. Um, And I feel like it was obviously, like you said, part of NHL culture. And then I also think just part of the way the Kings operated as a team back then um, and up maybe till this season was that it was sort of like, yeah, that was cool. And we'll cheer for a moment. But then, you know, now we're just thinking about next game. Um, And it has to be refreshing to be like, no, like you can take a moment and be like, that was really dope what I just did. And I think it probably also helps that they have so many new guys coming up, too, because they're they're excited about everything. Yeah, and um, I I would never want to put a damper on some like new kids excitement. You know, I don't care if it's old hat for me and I've done it all before. I've seen it all before. 
uh, some guy coming in and doing that and seeing it for the first time. Hell yeah, I'm celebrating. Hell yeah, we're all going to celebrate together. So I'm, I'm glad yeah. that this is them's the rules now. You got to celebrate right. <laughs> your goals. <laughs> you got to have a good you time. You got to have a good time. But yeah, it's crazy that they didn't celebrate the reverse sweep as as big as they could have because every like one, it's the playoffs. Like it had only happened what four times in like big four sports history or something like that. It's against like a bitter division rival. Um it should have been awesomer. Like, or I mean, I guess it was awesome for all of us, but it would have been fun to see them more excited about it because they all, yeah. everyone had to go back and have that. Like, well, that's just you know, one series done. We gotta keep going and look forward to the the next series. I'm like, come on, just like jump for joy a little bit, right? Yeah, you can you know, let loose a little. I mean, I just think too about. And hockey fans have also absorbed that weird culture and are really uptight sometimes. But, like, they'll look at, you know, baseball. They celebrate every round of anything they do as if they just won the World Series, like, again and again and again. So I feel like, at the very least, the NHL can move a little more in that direction. They don't have to go all the way if they don't want to. But, like, it's dope when you do cool things in one round of a playoff series. If you even just win it and it's not, like, historic, it's dope. So <laughs> if you actually do something that's historic, you I think you should be able to celebrate it a little more. Um, but that's just me. And so I'm excited to see what happens the rest of this season and possibly into the playoffs, how the Kings sort of – what the atmosphere is like if John Stevens is like, look, we're, we're in this to have a good time. Like, it's work, but – it, we play a game, and yeah. it's great if you enjoy it. That's totally fine and encouraged, actually. I always think it's funny about all of like the sports stuff like that. Like, didn't the NHL just, or not the NHL, the NFL kind of just reinstate being allowed to celebrate your touchdowns? Oh, I think so. Yeah, like touchdown celebrations and stuff like that. Because I remember watching a little this year. And I'm going to be totally honest. I know very little about football, so I may sound like a complete idiot. But uh, watching it this year, I'm like, oh, hey, they're celebrating and doing fun dances and stuff. I'm pretty sure I heard people gripe about the NFL being a no-fun league and not having celebrations. So I'm glad that they get to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. More joy, more celebration. I don't care if it makes people saucy. That's the point. <laughs> if you're a fan, you love it. If you're not a fan, you might hate it. And that's kind that of the is point. what it's supposed yeah. to be. <laughs> that's the natural order. Uh, yeah, so more celebrating. I'm excited that the Kings were essentially called out for not being happy <laughs> and are now going to be more joyful. Um, so that was really cool as well. Some not or some non-roster news was that I guess it had kind of been rumored and sort of in the works for a while, but now it is officially happened. Um, their most recent first-round draft pick, Gabe Velarde, it was traded from the Windsor Spitfires to the Kings and Frontenacs in the OHL, and right they're in the OHL. What do I know about the CHL in general? Not much. I, again, I love American players. I think they're OHL teams anyway. So he was traded, and um, it kind of there was an interesting quote from the Windsor GM in one of the pieces written about it because it kind of signaled that or signaled that we might see Velarde next season, perhaps. Um, anyway, the quote is quotes, I'm ninety nine percent sure he's an NHL player next year. That's what made this deal possible. Obviously, if he's back next year, we never move him. There are no guarantees guarantees in life, but we've got some pretty good friends in LA. 
And with his development, I think he will be an NHLer next year, which is fascinating because I feel like, again, until this season, bringing players up that quickly to the NHL roster has just super not been the King's (laughs) MO. So if it's possible, we'll see some kid they just drafted next season. Wow. (laughs) But also exciting. I, like, honestly don't even understand that feeling. Like, how did the Oilers do this? Just, like, draft a person (laughs) and send them into the NHL. That's crazy to me. I'm used to them languishing uh, down in, well, Manchester and now Ontario or whatever, whatever development that they have to do for a little while before they get to see anything. So what's this whole uh, kind of jumping right into it? I don't understand. We'll see how it goes, though, because we love young players. We've been lamenting about the fact that people haven't been brought up for quite some time, and this year is the first time that they've really, that we've really seen fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so even fresher blood sounds really cool and interesting to me. Yeah, I think I was trying to think like how, what is the quickest in recent years they've brought somebody up? And it's all I can think of was maybe Tanner Pearson because he was drafted uh, 30th overall in 2012. And then uh, the was the playoff game the next season, the one playoff game he was in in 2013. 2013, yeah. And, yeah, and then he obviously was made the roster and became part of the team in 2014. But even, I mean, not even super consistently right away but still that was maybe the quickest turnaround and that was still like two seasons really before we actually saw him I mean he played that one playoff game but like whatever yeah. <laughs> um yeah so it's it's not fast and so if this is like oh well you we just drafted him last summer and we'll see him in the fall that's you know just a season gone that that would be pretty impressive and it also just makes me excited to see how he plays like if that is someone that they're that high on that's going to be an exciting time for fans yeah that'll be uh interesting to see how he fits in with the rest of the the kings i guess like you know with people not being brought in too quickly they have quite a long time to kind of get used to the way the kings play and get used to skating with everyone else and so when they come up it's pretty not seamless but it it goes fairly smooth um Mm -hmm. and to have him just like thrown right in uh, we'll see how that goes for him and for the rest of um, the team. But that should be yeah. pretty cool to see. So that is, for the most part, I think the the Big Kings news this week. Um, we have a couple of other non-Kings-specific things. The quickest one is that um, I haven't really thought about the All-Star game, but it is happening. <laughs> and they have not, like they had that fan vote for the captains, and those have been picked. They are Steven Stamkos, P.K. Subban for the second year, Connor McDavid for the second year, and um, Alex Ovechkin. So that is fun. Something that I always forget and then remember once something like this comes up is that Steven Stamkos and P.K. Subban go way back. Oh, yeah. So I... I I'm always hopeful that they will just be delightful together. Um, And I don't remember how much stuff they really have the captains do as a unit for the ASG. But um, in general, obviously, PK's been so great with socializing with everybody that I'm just like, I can't wait for it. I love friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of the old people who grew up playing together and to then like battle it out with each other. Uh, and the NHL, I, I find that, like, very fascinating to, like, each 
you know, kids growing up and playing together and talking about like, oh, I would love to play for XYZ team or, you know, you can do it like going to the draft together, like all, all those other things. And then to be on separate teams and maybe not see each other and then be able to kind of like have fun here. Um, I always think is very fascinating. It's the same when people get traded to um, a team with someone that they used to play with. I've, it's kind of like the same dynamic there. But um, mm-hmm. with the ASG, I don't know. They they always change it up. There's always something weird and different and new. So, like, who knows what the uh, captains are going to do this time? Like, sometimes they take away cool yeah. things and sometimes they do something else. So we'll see. I don't know. Weird and different and new, like the jerseys that they designed. Yeah. I don't. Why are they so obsessed with neon? <laughs> for I the hate it so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> they look so bad, but you know that's fine. Do people even buy All Star Game jerseys? Who cares? <laughs> they can just look hideous. I guess. I will say that I had pondered buying one when it was on like crazy super sale when I saw. Um, the the LA one I was like well oh, it's at this yeah, point yeah. 75% off um right <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get and it. guess what I still didn't buy it because I was like no thanks <laughs> they're just not very good just not great. um so yeah so the all-star game is going to happen that is going to be interesting because people are sort of I mean, I don't think it'll happen this way, but everybody's kind of wondering if there are players who will have an injury happen. And it's like, not really an injury, but they're just kind of upset because of the Olympics and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Will we get some light protesting from players? Probably not, because it's the NHL. But I would love it if we did. This is the last league that that there would be any sort of protest at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They don't do things like that. But it would be interesting if some people you didn't expect uh, pulled out of the game just because. So, and obviously the response to that. Um, Speaking of the Olympics, though, the USA Hockey Olympic rosters are out. Of course, they are always kind of announced on Winter Classic Day. So those are out. And even though it sucks that NHL players don't get to go to the Olympics this round, one great thing is that Jordan Greenway is or will become the first black person to play for USA Hockey at the Olympics. That's on any team. And they have three hockey teams. <laughs> so he will be the first. And that is super dope because it would not have happened, at least not this soon, um, because he, I think he's a really good player and he could potentially be a great NHLer, but he's not in the NHL yet. So happening now, this year, because... He because of the NHL players not going, he made the team. Um, it has been 98 years, but we made it, guys. We made We're it. finally there. <laughs> We're progressive now, right? That's how this yeah. works. Um, but so that is really awesome. All of that is really cool. Like it sucks that we. I mean, let's be honest. Probably won't have that great of a chance during this Olympic. I mean, who knows? Um, but probably not. But how cool it is, is it for some of these kids who aren't in the NHL, but get to like call their parents and tell all their friends that they're going to the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, I'm on the Olympic team. That's dope. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Like everyone who plays in the NHL, like obviously, like for a lot of people, like that's their goal. Like I want to be in the NHL. I want to win the Stanley Cup. Cool. But to before you do any of that, have. Uh, a little like stepping stone of being on the USA Olympic team is pretty friggin' amazing. And I love all of the reaction videos that have come out of just like people telling their parents and 
uh, just like the the palpable excitement. Like it's nice that mm-hmm. there's just this uh, this newly like a very invigorating excitement that's like permeating the whole thing just because of these young guys who get to do something cool and go to the Olympics in South Korea. Like how crazy is that? Yeah, and I'm excited for it for that reason. Like I was thinking about that. Like I want NHL players to hopefully be there the next Winter Olympics, but for this one, it's kind of it's kind of like Team North America during the World Cup, where it's like, this is still novel enough for this one round, that even though there's this disappointing element to it, at least, like you said, like these young guys who never thought that they would get the chance, or at least not this soon for some of them, um, have this opportunity. Like, that's really dope, and I think will make it worth watching, because even though the USA team probably isn't that great, um, other teams are also depleted because of NHL players not being involved. So I think the tournament could still be really fascinating overall. It'll still be fun. Yeah. So that was good. The Sporting News wrote a really long piece, Jordan Greenway, that I highly recommend. Um, it was really nice about him and his family. He's got a younger brother as well who plays. And, um, yeah, he was drafted by the Wild, so he had the opportunity to sign and head into the, their system this year, but he chose to go back to Boston University where he plays. Um, And it wasn't just because of the Olympics. It sounds like maybe the rumors could have factored into the decision, but ultimately he just wanted to do another year of college playing. Um, And now he has this great opportunity. He was on the World Juniors team last year that won gold. So he's he's good also. Um, So definitely a person to watch. Him and also Troy Terry, who was on that World Juniors team as well, and who was like, you know, got all that play for being really great, um, uh, like a game hero at one point in the World ju- World Juniors. So yeah, two definitely two of the guys to keep an eye on for the tournament um, in February. Yeah, uh, I'm just very excited for them. I, I'm pretty happy because I think it's at least for me who always watches the uh, Olympics with a bit of anxiety because I. Uh, have a lot of USA pride during that time and pretty much only that time um, (laughs) is not that I don't want them to win and not that I'm not going to be pulling for them, but I don't know. I think it's just going to be a little less. I don't, I don't have like personal pressure put on the USA team um, like I would if it were filled with like NHL players, I wouldn't be yelling at them if they did something terrible. Um, or didn't play as well as they could have, or whatever it is. I'm pretty much going to be excited the entire time for it. So it'll be a fun watching experience as well. Yeah, I don't think I have really any expectations for the USA team, but um, at least not for the men's game. Like, the women's team is going to be really good, and hopefully they win gold this time. I have a lot of expectations (laughs) and hopes there, but... For the men's team, I don't have a lot of expectations. I do like I just want to see the younger guys that I like do well. Like there are guys who have been in the NHL who are not anymore who are also going to play. I'm not thinking about them very much, but the the younger guys who are still trying to break into the league, um, I want them to do well and you know showcase their talents a little bit more. I think that'll be dope. Yeah, let me tell you how much I don't care how Brian Gionta does. You know, like right, <laughs> yeah. Not going to watch for him. He's not the nope. job. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be yeah, a, not thinking about those dudes. But that'll be a fun watch. Um, speaking of tournament style and also World Juniors, which I just mentioned with Greenaway and Troy Terry, um, World Juniors is still happening. The U.S. has made it 
to the semifinals. Yeah. Wasn't sure if that was going to happen, especially because they drew uh, playing Russia again. Um, well, last year was the first time they ever beat Russia in a playoff round. I don't think it was the semifinals. I think, I mean, I don't think it was the quarterfinals. I think it might have been the semifinals. I can't remember now, but it was a big deal. Um, they played them in the quarterfinals, so it was kind of like, I don't know, is how is this going to happen? But they won 3-2, so they are moving on to the semifinals. Um, that is Thursday, and the two games are the U.S. versus Sweden, so that's going to be super tough, and um, Canada versus the Czech Republic. And then the medal rounds are on Friday. So the U.S. has a chance to medal again, even if they don't win gold. So that's pretty cool. Good stuff for those guys. This is um, one of those that I do have yeah. pressure on the players. Like, I want them to win. Yeah. Please do well. Uh, yeah, I would like to, I would, I would be so excited if they made it back to the gold medal game. I don't have any super expectations for them because I know, like, this roster is good, but it, it isn't, it's not as stacked as last year's. Right. So it's kind of like, maybe they could do it, maybe they won't, um, but I think it's awesome how far that they've made it, especially because they lost one game. They had kind of like an upset. And then uh, it, they could have lost another one, <laughs> which would have been terrifying, but they managed to pull it out thanks to one of the guys that I mentioned being a player to watch, Adam Fox, had the tie, you know, tiebreaker. Um, so that was really dope. Uh, yeah, I the Olympics and World Juniors are the only time that I'm super like USA. <laughs> and... It's been fun so far. So yeah, hopefully they keep doing well. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for that one. I'm glad that Kyler Yamamoto has scored a few goals. Yeah, um, including in the rush uh, game against Russia. So more of that. Um, yeah, it's been pretty exciting. Let's see how it goes. Man, I want the yeah. I want the U.S. to win. I know I shouldn't get my hopes up for that one, but I want it. <laughs> right. They have a chance. They might do it. I think. If they make it to, I think Canada will make it to the gold medal game yeah. unless the Czech Republic just pulls out a miracle. So assuming that they make it to the gold medal game, if the U.S. also makes it, that is going to be extremely tough. And obviously last year's game was super close. It came down to a shootout. And I think this one will be harder for the USA. So um, could be a wild ride. People could be a wild ride for the rest <laughs> of this week. <laughs> but that's a pretty fun way to start 2018 here. We got the Kings doing pretty well. Um positive news about Jeff Carter coming back. Yeah. World Juniors being fun. USA Hockey mm-hmm. being um, progressive after 98 years. Um, <laughs> so cool. Uh, so so far, so good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to We're see what track. I'm ready to see what the rest of 2018 is going to bring. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm excited. I like the directions we're going in. Let's keep it up. Some positivity for this year. Last year was a slog for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I'd like this year to be different. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty lighthearted about the Kings. Yeah, me too. Not a lot of stress. Ugh, it's good. I know I'm just kind of uh, jinxing it a little here, but I have optimistic thoughts. Yeah, they can do it. I believe in them. I'm excited to watch them continue to do well. Come on, oh, LA Kings. Also, one more thing, because I don't think we recorded after... I think we the piece came out after we recorded, but that um, Players' Tribune article with Dustin Brown... Oh, yeah! ...was... Uh, the emotions. So much. Like, we had just talked about how well he want, we wanted him to do, and how excited we were, and we knew that he was, you know 
taking everything hard or like we wish we knew what he was going through during all of those times. And then we got it the next day when that Players Tribune article came about. And it's exactly what we thought. You know, he took everything very hard, but it kind of just spurned him on. And I love how happy he is about his the way that his career is going right now and the way his season has picked up, but also just about hockey and hockey in Los Angeles in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That story that he told about Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky coming up and like shaking his hand and telling him how great LA was was just like really really nice. And um, I love that to him LA and palm trees means hockey yeah. um, because that's so that cool to me. paragraph towards. It's not at the very end, but it's towards the end where he says um, hockey, like, it can make you feel, what is, what is the exact quote? It's something about, like, like there's no tomorrow, like, basically, like, excited, like, there's no tomorrow. And he's like, and I've had a thousand tomorrows. And he says, like, I hope with every game that he's played, he's made L.A. proud. Oh, oh immediate boy. tears, immediate <laughs> tears. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you have just, <laughs> you have maybe not that time that you need that dude, but <laughs> but all every the other, other times. <laughs> I read that at work, and once I finished reading that, I was like, oh no, and then like kind of welled up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was so perfect. I just that paragraph in particular was one where I was like, I absolutely want to know how much came from him and how much was the editor because like they work with editors on those pieces but I feel like the crux of it whatever he said to that person or wrote with that person um it was his and so I would just like to know where he came from and it made me think of him at the um 2014 rally where he was talking about realizing that fans were saying we want the cup right before that goal was scored yeah and even that like him talking about that he's so good at sort of picking out these little observations that he manages to turn into these just like really beautiful moments <laughs> um, without even trying to be super poetic or anything like that. I think it's just sincere from him, which makes it even better. But that kind of felt like that reading that paragraph. And I was just like, thanks, Dustin. You've done a great job. I'm, I'm <laughs> At least me. I'm proud of you. You do me proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been wonderful. It's a pleasure. Keep playing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that that was an amazing piece. That made me so that made me so happy. <laughs> I was very pleased by that. Okay, um, I think that's a, a good note to go out on. Is there anything else you are thinking of before we wrap it up? Uh, nope. Just the Kings. Keep on keeping on. Um, that's about it. I'm just happy with every yeah. the way that everything's going. Whatever bad things that have been going on whether they've had like a few losing games it's fine because they've bounced right back so I'm just kind of like you know what you do you keep throwing your arms up and celebrating goals and I am happy to watch uh, them yeah that's all I want out of this week is more celebrating (laughs) more reasons to celebrate because now I'm going to be watching every goal (laughs) celebration so closely (laughs) Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have notes if they don't properly celebrate. <laughs> we gotta, we're gonna have to like rank celebrations. Like this one, <laughs> terrible. This one, top to. notch. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it has to be like the king. I keep thinking of party down too. Like the king's like, are we having? Oh my gosh, yeah. or something like that. that's what we need. <laughs> Going. Oh wrong. my gosh, that's what I'm saying actually. <laughs> 
Um, all right, guys, you know where to find us. We are at ThanksBud on Twitter, or you can email us, chirp at thanksbud.com. Um, otherwise, we will uh, talk to you next week. So take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and until next time, goodbye, friends. Bye, everyone.